You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, Dr. Ben Carson's list of achievements is pretty long. At the age of 33, he became the chief pediatric neurosurgeon at John Hopkins Hospital and the first to successfully separate type 2 vertebrae. Vertical conjoined twins in 1997. The list includes becoming Secretary of Housing and Urban Development for the U.S. government. But, Dr. Carson, you are also a man of faith. You are on a mission. And I uh, want to thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I first became acquainted with your story through the book Gifted Hands. But for those who may be unfamiliar, can you just share a little bit of your unlikely rise to some of these great accomplishments? Well, you know, I was a, a pretty awful student, uh, and that's putting it mildly. But uh, I had a mother who was way ahead of her time. She had less than a third-grade education, worked two or three jobs at a time as a domestic because she didn't want to be on welfare, and uh, just insisted that we get a good education. Turned off the TV, made us write book reports, which she couldn't read, but uh, it did the job. It, it made us, you know, learn about the world outside of Detroit. And, uh, you know, as I read about people of great accomplishment, I began to understand that the person who has the most to do with what happens to you is you. It's not somebody else. It's not the environment. And uh, I just stopped listening to all the naysayers and people who were saying that the system is stacked against you. And uh, my brother did as well. And, and even though my mother was criticized a lot by her friends, and you can't make boys stay in the house and read books, uh, I think she had the last laugh because one became a brain surgeon, the other became a rocket scientist. So maybe she did know what she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say she did. You know, your story is even more unlikely if you were born really in any other country on earth. Is that part of why you love this nation and really desire us to truly live up to our ideals? Yeah, you know, I, I certainly don't want to see it lost. I mean, we have the most fabulous nation that the world has ever seen. And yet we have all these people denigrating our nation and saying how horrible it is, and how it's caused everybody's problems, and it's systemically racist and unfair to people. I mean, if that was the case, why are all these people trying to get in here? And uh, when they get in here, wouldn't they call all their friends and relatives and say, don't come here, this is a horrible place. Uh, Obviously, none of that is going on. But we're in the process of of undermining all of those things. And, you know, I I think back to uh, Benjamin Franklin in uh, 1787, after they finished the Constitution at the last Constitutional Convention, and he came out of the building and was asked, sir, what do we have here? a monarchy or a republic. And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. And uh, that's the real issue for us right now. We're probably closer to losing it than we've ever been because there are forces that want to fundamentally change who we are from a, from a nation where you know people live the lives that they want to live to a nation where the government tells you what's best for you. And, uh, you know, that's what has distinguished us from all the other nations. And, uh, you know, we're on the verge of giving that up. But at the same time, I I do believe people are starting to wake up. 
they say it's always darkest before the dawn. And sometimes it has to be pretty dark before people can see the light. But I think it's starting to dawn on people uh, what we have to lose and why we have to vigorously guard the God-given freedoms that we have. And our founding document, the Declaration of Independence, talks about the fact that our rights come not from government, but from God. Dr. Ben Carson is back with us. He's going to be speaking at the Institute for Faith and Culture Forum this Monday night at 7 at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. He's the founder of the American Cornerstone Institute, where they fight for faith, liberty, community, and life in today's culture. Dr. Carson, you mentioned during our last conversation there that our rights have been given to us from God. But although they are God-given, a majority of people on earth and even throughout history as we a study history, we see they have not enjoyed the freedoms that we have been blessed to enjoy here in this country. So how have we been able to hold on to these freedoms? Because we've been courageous. You know, you can't be the land of the free if you're not the home of the brave. And, and that's the danger now. Uh, those who want to fundamentally change our country have learned how to intimidate people to intimidate them into silence and non-action, to threaten to cancel them, to threaten their family welfare. And, uh, and a lot of people are just sort of standing in the corner with their head down, hoping no one calls them a nasty name, rather than proudly proclaiming uh, who they are, what our values are, and standing up for those. And as Ronald Reagan said uh, so aptly, you know, our freedoms are never more than one generation away from extinction. And you look at a place like Venezuela, which I visited a number of times before they turned, and it was a, a, a wonderful place, beautiful hotels and resorts and shopping areas and museums. And, you know, people were happy, and the thing they argued about the most was whether or not they were the most beautiful people in the world. That was their issue. And, uh, you know, they were the number one economy in South America. Now they're the last in South America. Almost overnight, all of that has changed. And uh, if you don't think things can change quickly, just, you know, look at the world. Well, that's why you're coming for this special forum from the Institute for Faith and Culture at Coal Ridge Presbyterian Church, happening Monday night at 7 o'clock. But for Everyone listening, what is one thing we need to know and really understand about preserving our freedoms? Well, I think we need to be willing to talk. You know, there there was a time, you know, many years ago when the United States was populated by a bunch of small communities, 20, 50, 100 families, and separated from any other community by 50 or 100 miles. Not only did they survive, but they thrived. Even though they came from different backgrounds, frequently from different countries, had different beliefs, they realized that with their different skills and talents used together, that it was synergistic and that they could be very successful. And those communities thrived and they spread across this nation to create a cohesive and very strong nation. But as Jesus said, and as was echoed by Abraham Lincoln, 
a house divided against itself cannot stand. And uh, that's the danger that's posed to us right now. Uh, Do we allow the purveyors of hatred and division to prevail and to, in fact, destroy this magnificent country? Or do we recognize what's going on? That's going to be the real key. And, uh, you know, it's been a a long-time plan to change this nation. Uh, Khrushchev told Eisenhower more than 60 years ago, your grandchildren's children will live under communism and we won't have to fire one shot. Well, what was he talking about? He was talking about cultural change. He was talking about them gaining control of our schools and indoctrinating our children. He was talking about them gaining gaining control of our media so that you could uh, disseminate to people only what you wanted them to know and shield what you didn't want them to know. He was talking about replacing faith in God with faith in government. He was talking about raising the national debt to astronomical levels so you could justify massive taxation, redistribution of wealth, and complete government control. All of those things are in the process. The question is, do we have the fortitude and the willingness to stop them? Well, I've heard it said that sometimes the word is actually stronger than the bullet. And that sounds like what you're talking about here, the power of our words. And so it sounds also like what you're saying is we need to be unafraid of using our words and letting people know what's happening. Um, How do you encourage us to do that? Because there are definitely wrong ways and right ways of speaking about maybe hot button issues of where our culture is today. What are some guiding principles we need to keep in mind as we strive to keep what we have in our nation? Well, you know, you, you need to be cognizant of the fact that people are products of their environment. And, you know, I frequently when I see somebody who's just mean and nasty, I just say to myself, that used to be a cute little baby. I wonder what happened to them. Uh, you know, and keep that in mind when you're uh, talking to people and learn how to listen. You can gain a lot more from listening to somebody you disagree with than from somebody who agrees with you on everything. And learn how to actually get into intelligent discussions. Ask people, why do you believe what you believe? Can we talk about it? And often, you know, they will come to the conclusion themselves that maybe they better re-examine what they believe because they run out of uh, good arguments pretty quickly, particularly a lot of our young people because, you know, they've been fed this propaganda, but they don't really have a good basis for it, and particularly when you compare it to history. And that's another thing I, I always encourage people to learn real history. Uh, not fabricated history. Uh, One of the things we do at American Cornerstone is we have the Little Patriots uh, learning program. It's an absolutely free internet-based K-5 through learning program. It teaches you the good, the bad, and the ugly about our history. But if you're objective, there's a lot more good than there is bad and ugly. And we have uh, entities like uh, Critical Race Theory 1619 program that try to take the bad and ugly and build everything around that. And that is uh, 
blatantly unfair and uh, not the kind of thing that we need to be promoting. So we've done that, and it's completely free of charge. We've hired wonderful animators uh, from Disney and Pixar who put together these beautiful cartoon lessons, and they have uh, accompanying uh, materials for teachers, parents, grandparents. So uh, that's that's how we combat it, because you have to realize Vladimir Lenin, one of the fathers of Marxism, said, give me your children to teach for four years, and the seed that I sow will never be uprooted. They know what they're doing, and we have to know what's going on, too, and we have to be aggressive in teaching our children the right history because your history is the basis of your identity, and your identity is the basis of your beliefs. Which, again, is why we're encouraging all of us to be a part of this special evening. I know you're a busy man, so in your own words, why did you decide to be a part of this? Well, you know, I'm all over the country, you know, in the, in the last two weeks. I think I've been on a plane uh, at least nine or ten days uh, because it's important that people understand what's happening in our country. And, you know, I thought I was going to retire after the last administration, but I, I, I couldn't just play golf all day and travel around the world while watching my country go down the tubes. So that's why. That's why you're going to be a part of this. And I know it's going to be so helpful for all of us. So we want to point our friends to what we have online about this special evening. It's a free event. Thankfully, Coral Ridge is putting this on for the entire community. They do want you to register so that they are ready and prepared as you come out on Monday evening, February 27th at 7 p.m. The Institute for Faith and Culture welcoming Ben Carson and Alveda King. And Dr. Carson has been with us today. Thank you so much for your precious time. Time. Any last words of encouragement on why we should come out and, and be a part of this event that's going to help shed some light onto what's happening? I would just say, remember, if our country is to be saved, it's not going to be saved by the government because governments do what governments do. They grow, they infiltrate, and they dominate. And that's why our founders worked so hard to give us a constitution to keep that from happening. You need to know what's in that constitution and you need to stand up for it. Thank you, Dr. Carson. Um, The other thing that's at our website, by the way, is the American Cornerstone Institute, Mm -hmm. the uh, link to that, which is really an interesting page. I had really no connection to and clicked into it. I could spend a little bit of time here. I think it's got some really great things to check out, including his podcast and some other things that are available for you there. So you might want to check that out through our website also. Including the Little Patriots <laughs> program he has there where you can teach your kids America's founding principle. It's a free online learning platform. It's there at his website, which we have linked at ericandbridget.org.